that's when I started losing myself because I would, when your behaviors at the job and how you lead and show up in that space is no longer congruent with how you, the characteristics that you utilize at home, you're losing yourself. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fuck Fear. We are welcoming back one of my favorite guests, my all-time friend, sister, and one of the most popular guests of our seasons. Now we're on the third season, Pam Vincent Owens. You know her from a couple of previous episodes that have been number ones, fear of setting expectations, uh, fear of other people's expectations, fear of setting boundaries. What else have we talked about? I don't know. We've talked about a lot of stuff, but I'm welcoming her back because today we are talking about fear of losing yourself in a relationship. And this was an accidental episode. We were originally going to record <laughs> fear of raising black children or fear surrounding raising black children, which we still are going to do eventually. But today we just started talking and I felt like we just needed to continue talking and it turned into uh, about a two hour episode. Today's episode is part two in our three part series. Fear of losing yourself in a relationship is what we're talking about today. Be sure to listen to the other episodes, Fear of Losing Yourself in a Marriage and How Losing Yourself Affects Your Children is part three. So let's get into today's topic, Fear of Losing Yourself in a Relationship. Oh, girl. You know, the other thing that comes to mind is how women are the, this whole idea of when you get out of a relationship you are encouraged to get right back in and and go and try it again and get right back in and if it takes a while to get right back in then you feel like something's wrong with you because people are are you dating again are you dating you know what I don't want to date anybody <laughs> I'm dating myself and that is okay too. Well, no, you, you know, you need to get right. You, you should be dating again. Like, you know, you, you, you need to get back in there. No, I don't want to fucking get right back in there because men suck to me right now. Like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do well, it down upon for well, my thing is this. if I don't want to date right now and I've decided men suck, you're bitter. No, I have lived experience. Yes. Yes. I believe in forgiveness, but not foolishness. Right. <laughs> right. Forgiveness and self-forgiveness. There's oh. an episode where we talk about self-forgiveness and how much guilt we carry around because of what we thought we were supposed to do. And in the what we thought we were supposed to do feeling guilty for what we were told we should have done or how we should have handled it or what we should have said that we didn't say or didn't do. None yep. of that is ours. And same in the relationship. Like if you have given all that you can give and you gave that 100% and you showed up with your whole self and it still was not enough for the other person, there is nothing to be sorry for. You gave everything. And, and in that you lost yourself and now you're afraid of, of how it's gonna look, fuck that shit. Forgive yourself for that. Girl, self-compassion is, mm. we think it's some kind of luxury or option or side dish. Self-compassion is a mandate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
like I, you know, it's interesting to me how when I, people come to me and they're talking about how they're having a disconnect in their relationship, how much of the ownership the woman takes. Yeah. Oh. And how little it leaves no room for the partner to take on the responsibility and the accountability because women usually over index in relationships because women have better agency around their feelings. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's going to blow it completely up. I'm probably going to be disappointed after those times. You dropped a but bunch of bombs by now. <laughs> it's one big fireball and I love it. <laughs> It's real. Like I'm sick of people faking it around the mm. construct of marriage and how it shows up and what we start with and what is expected of us. A lot of those, a lot of those expectations are never openly said to the women. And if they are, if you have a problem with it, you're problematic. Right. You can't just be curious. You can't even be curious about how it works. You become the problem. Like this doesn't work for me. I don't understand this. How does this work? You become the problem automatically. Right. Right. Okay. So how do you do this? How do you, how do you navigate through the 20 years are the 20 years. And you've also said in this episode that you recognize that you can, and you have given yourself permission to recognize the moment if it ever comes that you need to get out or you will need to get out. So with right. that, with that thought, how do you stay committed knowing that if a moment shows itself that you will take advantage of the moment of getting out, how do you stay committed in the relationship and how do you stay above not losing yourself or stay above losing yourself? So the moment to get out has come already before. Yeah. That's the real answer. And my benchmark is always to do a real test on is there enough good to continue to, you know, plant seeds or water the soil or whatever. And in most cases, I've been able to name enough good mm -hmm. to stay in the pocket of the relationship. Now. Let me be clear, because when I say that to people, they'll put stuff like, he smiles, or I love his ribs, or, you know, like when he, you know, I'm talking about really not fake shit, like stuff that you can name, like, I find him to be kind. He see, you know, he has a, a spiritual life that is inspiring, or, right? He, uh, even if he's not in the job he wants, he believes in contributing to the family. I always test for those things first, not the story I'm telling myself, but the real things. Mm -hmm. When those things, but then I can say the other side, the things that are not my favorite things. The minute the not my favorite things outweighs my the good things and or I'm making excuses for the bad things or the things I don't like, I will bounce. Now you're probably saying to yourself, easier said than done. It's not easy, no. but my partner has been informed. Right. Hey, listen, these are deal breakers. Now I don't believe I need 50 deal breakers, but I have a couple. Mm -hmm. 
And the deal breakers that people, you know, probably feel would be like the classic deal breakers might not necessarily be the ones that I have. What are yours? Known. Mine are definitely around when I cannot be myself wholeheartedly in the relationship. I just can't be peddling authenticity and having to hold my butt cheeks in my house. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> I could probably even survive infidelity, maybe some other things. But if I cannot be who I am, the very person that you said you liked in the beginning, then I have to go. If yeah. I ever feel disrespected by way of contribution, my mothering, whatever, it's a complete deal breaker. If you choose to put your mama before me, that's a deal breaker. Mm. Like I'm just straight up, mm -hmm. right? If you go off road and create a financial tsunami for us mm -hmm. in ways that were careless and not honoring that fact that I work 60 hours a week, mm -hmm. deal breaker. Mm -hmm. The rest of the shit, like I have a list of four or five. The rest of it, I can work out. Mm -hmm. Those are Pam that's Pam Benson Owens though. Yeah. Everybody's gonna have your own. But women, when you ask them, like, what are your deal breakers? I don't know. That's why you, you don't know who you are. That's right. why you lost yourself. Right. I'm a big I'm big on like what are your deal breakers? I also have, and this will be a surprise to many, which which was bestowed upon me, a getaway box. It sits in the back of my closet. Stop. It's got got thousand dollars of cash in it, a credit card. And some other key things. Does he does he know about it? Well, I mean, if he's absolutely really absolutely. a getaway I box. When I did also you have this together. Year two. Shut I up. Also have, no. Yeah. I also have a red polo shirt and some khakis that are ironed that sit in the back of my closet right now to remind me that I never have to sell my soul. And any job that's an honest job is a good one. And I will work at Target at the point in which I feel I cannot be myself here. Wow. Period. I have no pride around shit like that. I don't care if you roll up to my line. You're like, she's got, she's got a couple of degrees. I don't care. Any Girl, job that's honest is good. I don't give a shit. Look, I'll look. Go anyway. And I'm coming to see you at Target. So look, don't be shamed because I'm shamed. <laughs> I will use my discount to buy everybody's Christmas gifts. I'm useful. <laughs> But I'm not going to be held. I'm not going to be held beholden yes. to a place where I cannot be myself. Yeah, because I don't want my kids to be in that. So my deal breaker, and I'm very honest about it. I say to women all the time, they're like, "That is that you're going into it, deciding it's not going to work. I'm going into it, planned, measured, and cautiously optimistic." Yeah, girl, that I love you so much, and I. One of the many things I love about you is your personality to be not just candid, but I'm not dealing with this kind of shit and not taking any shit and being very confident in that and not being apologetic for that. So many women, and I'm thinking of a couple right now, a couple of women, there's one who is dating a family member of mine who should have gotten out a long time ago, who should have gotten out thousands of dollars before now, and who says, well, I love him. I don't know. What is he going to do? 
you need to kick his ass out is what you need to do and not worry about what he's going to do. The relationship has aged her. The relationship has caused her to lose herself. What is it worth? And what I can't understand is why? Why is it so hard for women to break the tie of codependency? Because it is not hard to just say, I am going to choose better for myself and make that decision and do the things. And so what? You're afraid of being lonely. You're afraid of not having a companion. That is better than losing yourself and losing all of your assets, whether it's physical assets, spiritual assets, emotional assets. So I, I, that cannot bring myself to understand the why. You actually can because you live through it. And fear is a slow gangster. Yeah. And in that situation you're talking about, let's be clear. Many of us came into the marriage or into the relationship excited about the idea of loving that person, not necessarily really loving that person. That's real. Yeah. I like the idea of loving him or being in love with him. I watched Hallmark. It looks really good. But love requires a surrender mm -hmm. to imperfection mm -hmm. and we are idealized in our you know we have an idealistic yeah. view of what that looks like so in that situation i love him well love them feel and sound like that love does not feel like abandoning yourself and not knowing yourself it does right. right right and the other part of it is we try to make love literal love is not literal right right it's fluid and so why can't we say in that moment when you squandered away that money, I did not find love there. And if right. it persists in that situation, and if it persists, I love myself too much right. to allow this to occur. Right, right, right. Sometimes you have to get up the gumption to leave because yeah. the idea is scary, but the bottom line is loneliness if you're in that situation, you're if you've lost yourself, you're lonely now. Right. That will see. And that that's what I that's what I'm getting at is you're already lonely. So you're lonely in it. So being lonely right. out of it, what, what what's the difference? You, you but what what's what's missing is the level of stress and anxiety and um, all of that stuff is gone. What, what's missing is the healing, the healing that the individual needs to do. But we are also, we are also stopped by the idea of failure, which again yeah. is a societal norm. That's not a failed marriage. No. That's an actualized woman. Right. Right. And it's a learned experience. Single socks are so annoying, aren't they? Especially when you're sure you put two socks together in the wash, only to find one of them has pieced out somewhere in between the washing and drying cycle. 
but your problems are now solved with Soulmate socks. They are magnetic socks that stay together in the laundry so you're never left with lost and single socks. Knitted from bamboo, they are the softest socks you'll have in your drawer. They're antifungal, antimicrobial, and they're breathable. So when you need your socks to stay together, grab a pair of Soulmate socks where every sock has a soulmate. Shop online today at soulmatesocks.com. That's S-O-L-E-M-A-T-E-S-O-X.com. So, so much of it, so much of what we have just highlighted is, is centered around fear. Fear of whatever. Fear of I'm not going to be. Fear of what, how is it going to look? Fear of can I do this? Fear of fill in the blank. So much of fear it. Of, fear of having to face that I, what I built was false. Yeah. Fear of having to face it. I overcompensated to make that person be an inflated presence. Right. When all along it was diminishing me. Yeah. Fear of realizing what I thought I wanted has changed because I have grown and I've had new versions of myself. And nobody talks about the fact that when you're in a marriage, you have to be ready to accept the new versions of the person that appears. Hmm. If I new versions of the person you're referring to yourself and spouses you better be ready to be in the marriage with the upgrade or the downgrade Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like people make fun of me all the time and like so why are you such as i'm like because i have done the work i believe in co-pays the mental health professionals (laughs) right right you can keep telling me that but i've actually graduated from low self-esteem making excuses for and making that shit look like a postcard in my marriage. Yeah. If you come through this door, it's going to be nice, but I'm not mincing words and I'm not overinflating a damn thing. Yep. I have canceled events when I have felt like the energy's off in our relationship. You know what? I am not feeling you today. Dinner party off. Yep. I am not about to sit through a four hour dinner party and be caught up in the rapture and faking it. Yep. Yeah. I don't even want to model that to people. Yeah. Why did y'all cancel? The energy was bad and I wasn't feeling it. Yep. Why? Are y'all okay? Well, eventually you'll be okay or we won't. Right. And that's okay. And that's Because it's okay. life. It's human. It's, it's, it's real. It is. So what, what for you is the value of marriage or value? I want to even say marriage because I just, I want to say relationship. What is, what is the value in it for you? I think when it's healthy, um, we are uh, built to be in community. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of building a community. I love the idea of uh, co-creating an environment where people can thrive and be themselves. I think it takes courage to endure the sharp pains and the left turns and the discovery phase that always happens in a marriage. I have woken up many days and felt like I am in lockstep with Arlen and I have woken up many other days and been like, I don't know who this dude is. 
And I dated for a long time. So people are like, oh, you dated a long time. You must know him really well. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's a falsity. Like, I know him so well. I don't know him that well because that person is evolving. And so for me, I just think it's really important to be, if you are going to enter into a, uh, whether it's common, like whatever that arrangement is, that you go into it saying, there are things that I will not compromise. Yeah. I have a friend that did not give up her her last name. And mm-hmm. she was like, you're crazy. I think it was the big, I always say to her, I am so thankful that you did that. Yep. She got married after me and she tapped me on the shoulder and said, you don't have to give it up. I probably wouldn't have, but nobody told me that it was possible, right? Yeah. And so for me, I think when relationships are healthy, and the, the construct of marriage can be retrofitted to the individuals and not a community service project, it's beautiful. I think when we trade in our peace for dysfunction mm. and try to make it look pretty, it is a no-win proposition. And I think when women wake up and realize that it's a no-win, we, we throw the kitchen sink at trying to make it work. Yep. Because we think surrender is weakness. Surrender is strength. Yes. Like it has a shelf life. I believe love has a shelf life. Yeah. If it is not properly tended to, if you cannot create wholeness, if there is not space for evolution, if there is not space for uh, forgiveness and alignment with what you say out of your mouth and the actions you actually do, I think there has to be room for, it's just not working. Right. 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 Yep. It doesn't even have to be drama. Right. What would it look like if women assessed or anybody assessed their relationship and said, I find myself having to talk myself into my own joy. Yeah. Then it's not joy. (laughs) It's It's not, not joy. It's not real joy. Right. I yeah. find myself, this is the assassin nation part two of, of us as people in relationship. I find myself comparing myself to other relationships. That's a death sentence. Mm-hmm. We all think it looks pretty. It could be hell mm-hmm. behind those doors. Mm-hmm. So it's that funny mirror at the, at the, at the fair. Mm-hmm. Objects look different, and right? It yep. looks different. Yep. But I do, I do so far even the high highs and the low lows, love, marriage, but I'm real about it. Mm-hmm. And I name it. Mm-hmm. And I, I have said in this very house, this pattern is not okay. And I am fresh out of grace. Yeah. Right? And yeah. that person's either going to course correct it. And what we like to do is try to course correct it for them. No. Some of marriage is an individualized sport. Yeah. I can't yeah. fix it for you. I can't create the job for you. I can't lose weight for you. I can't make you be um, in tune with your health. Right? Yeah. None of that would do for the other person. Yep. But 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 we don't then make make it that we have failed 
Right. Right. Don't pick up that for which is not yours. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's huge because so much of recognizing whether or not it's working and recognizing that it's not working, a, a huge part of that is very painful and it hurts. And I don't want to, you know, have this conversation and not speak to that because it is very emotional. And I think that that is part of why people either stay or delay or take longer to find themselves if they've lost themselves is because they're afraid to experience the pain and experience the hurt. And it is very hurtful because when you've given all of yourself to something and it's not going the way you expected or the way you want, it is a painful process and it's very emotionally um, exhausting. It is, but it's also painful, Katina. It's also painful to sit in a room and have to admit that you allowed for someone to love you in a way that you did not want to be loved. Right. Or not love you at all. Or not not love you. That you deserve to be loved, right? Right. Or they love themselves more than they could give to you. Right. Right. And let's be clear. We're intuitive by nature. We know that early on. Yep. There are signs along the way. Yep. There are functions where you are holding your breath to see how they're going to show up. Yep. Girl. Like we don't girl, we don't miss red flags. No. We see every red flag. <laughs> we do. Fall. We do. We do. But what happens is we are conditioned to love them more than we love ourselves. Yep. Right? And so then we right. look up and realize I it's a hard lesson to learn, baby. Yep. I and saw, we, I nailed it. I called it at the wed. I knew at the wedding yep. or before, but yep. it's too messy. It's right. It's too messy. It's too painful. So you just keep on, you keep on going. Yep. I really believe that you have to build a separate life of things that feed you, that grow you, that allow you to be still, that give you something to look forward to, that um, honor and recognize you in ways that are important and defined by you. And that that then undergirds doubt low self-esteem, idleness. I'm just going to be idle and just hang out and I'm never going to go anywhere. I think it's really important to not lose yourself. And I also think it's important from the way in on to be super honest about here's what you're getting. And don't ask me to change these very things that you were attracted to about me in order to morph into somebody else that's more comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. So in our household, we sit in discomfort a lot because we practice it. Mm-hmm. Right? When we start, when I feel like it's getting complacent and we are starting to take each other for granted, I call it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so it's really important that you, in order to stay in that space, you're you are you are listening to things that are um, life giving. You are reading things that are life giving. You are around people. Half the reason I believe that 
relationships fail is because the usually for the female, the people they've put around them are doing the same fake shit. Yep. You can't, fake can't hold fake accountable. Right. So a lot of times when you then go forward in sacred space, there is this robotic automaticity about what people should say versus saying, I hear you. How do we help you get out? Yeah. How can I help you exit? Hey, I noticed you stopped coming to book club. Hey, you missed the last three socials. Hey, I recognize that you are now have stopped doing some things that you love in order to accommodate your partner's schedule. How does that feel? You used to love horseback riding. You used to love scrapbooking. You used to love swimming in the morning or tennis or whatever it is, or girls trips. Yeah. How can we help you comfortably be able to go in a way that does not rock your world and disrupt your life? Yeah. Right? If we rode with each other like a good pair of Spanx, <laughs> right? I got you. I'm gonna hold it in. Right? I'm gonna reduce the I'm gonna reduce the ripples of what you're feeling. I believe relationships would fundamentally change. Yeah. Who is on the outside saying you're okay? Actually, I don't. Res- I don't. I don't recognize you anymore. Yeah. Wait. I recognize. I see how he talked to you. Hey, that's not. I want you to know. I think that's not okay. Yeah. Hey, have you noticed your kids are like you know for figments of their former selves? They're just trying to survive. You created a survival mode, and now you don't recognize that you have an out. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm big on like, have you checked? I check in with myself daily. Like, am I am I able to show up as I am? No. Okay. I can't do that because I got to go to work, work or corporate America. Mm-hmm. Then I say, what am I going to plant in my day to be able to be fully myself? Yeah. Daily practice. Sometimes that's take, sleeping. Sometimes that's going to the gym. You know, I've worked really hard on my health. But it's not negotiable. Mm-hmm. So what am I not going to do so I can literally spend some time just being me? Sometimes I go to vacation in my head. Yeah. 15, 20 minutes. I escape that way. Mm-hmm. But you have got to be super present in your life to be able to call it when you are not, you are losing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And not afraid to do so. You have to get over the fear. And you have to decide that it's not selfish to say, here's what I need. Right. 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 But what we do to women is you're high maintenance. You're high Mm. maintenance. I'm not high maintenance. A woman cannot be high maintenance. You want to know why? Because most often we can actually maintain that for which we're asking for. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So regardless of who it is, If you feel a diminished sense of self Mm -hmm. when you're around that person, not okay. Right. And that, that is right. That's the flag to get out. You only need one flag. You don't need a bunch of other red flags. Right. And half the battle inside of the construct of the marriage is 
it might not happen right away, but you can resign in your, you can reconcile in your mind, I'm out. It might not happen the next day, but just naming, I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. Maybe not even to your partner, but in your head will give you a posture of courage to work toward the actual physical act of leaving. Yeah. Or do like you did. What do you call it? A getaway box (laughs) in the back of the closet with cash and a change of clothes. That's just, that's just good self-care. Right. Right. Oh my God, this has been so incredibly amazing and enriching and empowering and inspirational and the hard, cold truth. So I thank you for your truth. I just love our friendship, our sisterhood, because we can actually talk about the things that have been painful and we can talk about the things that that are not popular. And I love it because, you know, we set shit on fire and it, things need to be set on fire a lot more often so people can see what is real and what's authentic. So much of what we see is fake and, and people go through life hurting and not realizing that they can talk about it and it's okay to talk about it because talking about it helps to heal. So this has been so good. All right, so you guys, this episode, uh, I, I want you to go back and listen to parts, the other parts of this one episode. We talk about fear of losing yourself in a marriage, fear of losing yourself in the relationship, and also how that loss of yourself is exemplifying and demonstrative to your children and how we can better prepare our children for relationships and what healthy relationships look like. So make sure you listen to the other episodes. Thank you so much for listening today. Be sure to check out Pam's podcast called Rooted. She has so much experience around um, work environment. She does a lot of consulting and management and helping organizations do better, be better communicators and leaders and and managers. And she has so much information and knowledge around that. So make sure you check out her podcast called Rooted and and continue to come back. In the meantime, go check out the podcast boutique. There are tons of fantastic finds that will help you stay brave and courageous every single day. I know Pam has some some stuff, some earrings, some candles, and all of it. I'm burning a candle now and I wear my earrings. Yes. Yes, all of it is meant to continue to encourage you to be courageous and brave every single day. So I hope that it speaks to you um, in whatever way it needs to speak to you. You can visit the store at my website, Katenia.com, C-A-T-E-N-Y-A.com. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time on Fuck Fear. Coming up on a new episode of Fuck Fear. I think when we trade in our peace for dysfunction and try to make it look pretty, it is a no-win proposition. What started out as just a catching up conversation with my dear friend, my soul sister, you guys know her from previous episodes. She's an audience favorite, Pam Benson Owens. She's a CEO. She is a badass. 
what started out as just a catch-up conversation turned into a two-hour conversation that is now a three-part episode. We were planning to talk about something else, and we just got to talking about how we lose ourselves in relationships. So the three parts are fear of losing yourself in a relationship when it comes to marriage, fear of losing yourself in a relationship, just relationships in general. And then the part three is how we teach our children to be prepared for relationships, but how we teach our children the ways that they should not lose themselves in a relationship. So you guys, you got to come along for these episodes. You can't hear one without the other because it's one continuous story, of course, broken up into three parts. Don't miss it. You will know that we are speaking to you because we speak from the heart. We speak with heart. It is raw. It's real. We shed some tears. We tell the truth. We are completely vulnerable about this topic. Make sure you don't miss it. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. If you feel led, I'd love for you to write a review, check out other episodes. And as always, thank you for listening.